Welcome back to another episode of the Culture Connectors podcast. We're your hosts, Kayende. Pablo. And today we'll be talking about the necessary skills to level up one's life in a way that shows intangible results. Well, before we start, please leave a rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to this podcast. Let's jump right into it. So um, my first, I guess, talking point today is, is finding investors. Um, I think we always talk about money moves where the money moves. And uh, I think for most things entrepreneurial, it takes like some sort of angel investor or startup funds to actually do anything important with that business endeavor. So where do you think people can find the best sort of investor, the best people to invest in anything they're pursuing? Mm, that's tough, especially now because a lot of um a lot of investing and stuff is coming under fire actually because people are now seeing that, you know, companies that have no product are having trillion dollar valuations. Um so the the whole investor game is just a big mud like a big fire pit. Before you even go further, elaborate on that. Uh, businesses with no product having trillion dollar valuations. Yeah. So the way uh, we'll take Uber, for example, Uber just became profitable last year. Uber has been around since I think 2007 is because the investors have been propping it up and just funneling money into it, money into it, money into it because they're banking on, for example, the fact that cars will be autonomous. So then they'll recoup all that money eventually. And you can apply that to anything pretty much in uh, anything in the stock world of like investors will just throw money at it. Tesla, Tesla is the same thing. Tesla isn't as profitable on pay, like on paper, they're not really that great of a company, but investors just throw money at it. There's hype around it, everything like that. So in a, in a sense, everything is kind of a Ponzi scheme. Yeah. Um. So in terms of investing, it's kind of the same thing of like, you could go the route of finding someone who really believes in what you are trying to achieve. Um, but there's the, there's the handcuffs of, well, how much equity do they want in your company? And, you know, are they trying to make rules and tell you what to do? Um, but I think most investors or successful people will tell you like bootstrapping it as much as possible is much better because down the line, you just don't know what's going to happen at those board meetings where they're like, ah, oh, well, we give you $250 million and we have 51% vote. So we're going to tell you X, Y, and Z. Um, so yeah, I think you need a, a, per, a balance of people who believe in your vision, but don't want to so like assume your authority. Right, right, right. And that same breath of investing, what about investing in oneself? Where do you think are the best places to invest in oneself aside from reading and just working out? Mm, okay. Well, working out is, you know, we'll say that's the physical domain reading. That's like the informational domain. Um, I think uh, the spiritual domain as well. So like visualization mantras, something that goes on underneath the hood. So, you know, that affects the subconscious mind. There's definitely that uh, probably number one in my book, laughter, laughter and joy, man. Like, People just be taking stuff so seriously, and it's just like 
look at you know look at luffy man like yeah yeah dusted kaido while he was you know laughing um and just you know having a good time it's it's you you flow better and you uh i feel like when you're serious that's like spiritual rigidity Mm -hmm. whereas when you're laughter you kind of flow and you just you know you're Teflon, you know, yeah, there's an obstacle, but you're just like, yeah, laugh it off onto the next thing. And where um, do you, where do you, um, find your, I guess, um, inspiration and information on, on spiritual topics? Um, so in terms of inspiration, I don't, I don't necessarily think I am inspired by it. It just happened one day, like you just got, got interested in, in spirituality. Oh, well, um, if you know me, you'll know the the reason as to why. Um, but I won't get I won't get too deep into it on podcast. I guess ask me whoever whoever knows me and who's listening to this. Ask me why. But the 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 what I research um, definitely you know source material. So Bible, Quran, Bhagavad Gita. Um, I don't know, opening of the way by Swaller Delupix, whatever have you. And then in terms of teachers, um, definitely shout out Bobby Hemmett, shout out Brother Panic, shout out Gano Grills. Um, they they came from the the uh I guess like the Pan African slash um occult circuit of the the nineties in New York and, and the early two thousands when lectures were like eight hours long and people were just still mobbed up in there on a Saturday as opposed to, you know, partying and stuff like that. So that's right, what you're right. And, you know, real people speaking from the heart, you know, nowadays an eight hour lecture, people are, you know, taking a month to finish that. So I would say those are probably my biggest, um, you know, inspirations that I take from. And then they give out books as well. You know, they, they you know, have a lecture, but they're like, this is what I took from this. Here's the thing that you can go read yourself. So that's how you know they're legit because it's not, Oh, you can only go through me. It's this is what I this is what I glean from it. See if you glean the same thing, or you can even put me onto something. Right. So, um, yeah. But what about yourself? What are your what are your your big spiritual? Um... Uh, my my spiritual inspirations. I, I think inspiration is probably the wrong word. Maybe influence. Um, I think when I um, I'm not gonna get too deep into it in the podcast. But if you know me, you can ask me. Um, when I went through some things in my life, there are, um, probably only a few pieces of source material or ideas I could really reach for in life. And I, I gravitated towards just esoteric things, not just the Bible, but, to like you said, the Bhagavad Gita and just the way, uh, shamans and mystics would run their life and how they would operate in, uh, their little locales. I'm probably not as deep into it as you are, but I still like to dabble time to time on the internet and read books about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just use it as kind of like a grounding material just to. Yeah, definitely. I think the, yeah. for me, especially when you're going through, I guess, tough mental times, because the tough mental times, like, I want to say 90% of the time, it's not even from a, an event or trauma. It's you're just ruminating thoughts and just constant chatter yeah um, and i think it's a gift and a curse because yeah it's I, great for genius but it's like you need to be able to turn it off sometimes and i hear that some people don't even have inner dialogue with themselves yeah internal like some, monologue. some people can't talk to themselves and yeah, some people to can't talk out loud. and some people can't see images in their head yeah i kind of sometimes 
I kind of sometimes envy that because I, at least what I deal with, with the constant internal monologue and everything like that, like it would just be nice to have peace. But then I also feel like those are the people in the street that like mouth breathe and like just, <laughs> you know, just bumble through through life and things like that. There's the inner, no- inner dialogue is definitely helpful because even though it's it doesn't stop, it's when you when you find the times of solace and you're actually giving yourself some good inner dialogue, you can yeah. find some pretty, oh, you know, like when really the, great when the inner dialogue is fire. You're like, yo, keep this up. <laughs> but other than that, yeah, like sometimes it's just like a lot. This but, is too much, bro. Yeah, but I would say, um, yeah, well, yeah, back to the main point of it's especially with the the source material, the Bible, Quran, uh, I don't know, it was Talmud, whatever you know, Zoroastrianism, this and the third. A lot of the thoughts and like conclusions people thousands of years ago also had. So you're like, oh, I'm not alone in this. Like everyone is kind of coming to the same conclusion. So um, or, you know, viewpoint or whatever the case may be. So it's just like, oh, I can just use this as a guide. Like, I don't know. I broke my leg. This dude in this allegory broke his leg. So now, I, you know, I don't right. really have to think about it and kind of get through my own things. It's like this already did it for me. Facts, facts. And what are your thoughts on ego? What is the ego? Why is it crippling? Is it crippling? Is it necessary? What's a big ego? Elaborate on that. I mean, so from what I've pretty much gathered from my studies up to this point is um, it kind of like it serves purpose in terms of your survival. But other than that, you have no reason to need like need an ego. What do you mean? It's. Well, can you define ego for us real quick? Like, what is ego, ego? is like your basically your sense of self, who you are, um, you know, your relation to everything else in your life. Um, and how is it necessary for survival? So your ego is it likes safety, it likes complacency, it likes staying the same because you're obviously alive and you're in the same conditions. So anytime you know you go on that plane flight, you know you ask that girl out, whatever, blah blah, you you get that that response of we're changing so that you know this is scary you know we want to stay safe and everything like that and in some cases it's good obviously it keeps you in a safe position oh i didn't get on that motorcycle and then my man's you know flipped three times but then it's also like i'm missing out on opportunities and things like that so but you kind of have that inner that inner um locus of knowing like okay what is actually not good for me and what is you know me just kind of shutting myself down so in you know when people when they when you know mystics and stuff say oh have no ego if you get smacked in the face you're not going to be like oh i have no ego you're going <laughs> to punch that person back in the face what they're saying is because your ego is basically like your left brain it's constantly judging categorizing boxing things in that is that internal dialogue that needs to be shut off so uh, heaven, nothingness, the sweet by and by, the upper room, all those are just allegories for when you don't have any internal dialogue and you're kind of in like flow state, mm-hmm. that's what you're always aiming for. That, same thing with the Buddha. When the Buddha's ego was like, you know what, Buddha did a good job. You finally bested me. And even then Buddha was like, yeah, you thought I was going to fall for that, stupid. <laughs> so it it's something that never... Uh, yeah, it's something that never goes away. In Egyptian um, mysticism, same thing, uh, set, get behind me. So Horus goes in the front, meaning that that spiritual mind where you're moving with your singular eye instead of both eyes and you're, you have that confidence and um, 
nothing that the ego brings along insecurities doubt fear all these negative emotions you you know you you vanquish that and you know move uh the way you should um and why is it crippling i i don't think you explained that a little bit well, why is it crippling? explain a little bit more i should say why it's crippling is because it'll tell you whatever yeah i mean your ego will tell you whatever it needs to survive so theoretically if you uh you've seen soul, soul leader right of course think about the Keishin. he said himself he was like I'm just going to stop thinking. And that's how he got rid of his fear. Mm-hmm. Because the only think about all the problems that we have in the world, difference of um, gender differences, religion, um, spiritual beliefs, uh, socioeconomic classes, race, blah, blah, all of that is because of a thought of I'm superior to this. This is beneath me. This deserves to be mine, blah, blah, blah. That article I sent you about thought is your enemy. Mm-hmm. That's that's what everything is getting boiling down to. Think about it. If you if you existed right with like no thoughts, because thoughts also like tie into emotion and bring out emotional changes in state, things like that. If I see an explosion in front of me, but there's no thought about it, it's not scary anymore. It's a fact. So that's that's pretty much everything that all this, you know, spiritual books are getting to is getting to that no thought state because most of the time you only need your analytical mind for a small percentage of things. Same, let's go back to the Egyptians. The reason they turned your brain into a slurry is because it was signifying your analytical mind is not going to be beneficial to you in the next in the next realm. Mm-hmm. It's only ten percent of your total um, intelligence. The rest of your intelligence is, um, you know, your spiritual intelligence. Think of children. You will not enter the kingdom unless you have the mind of a child. Mm-hmm. Children don't really like think in the way that we think. They just kind of do Be, and act on like, yeah. like ultra instinct in a way. It's mm-hmm. just that, you know, like that flow state of no thought. But as we get older and things like that, we kind of lose that ability. So it's, it's funny, you, you know, you start out kind of as, yeah, for all intents and purposes as a God, and then you kind of lose that ability. And then as you get older and you start taking care of kids and your grandkids, you're like, oh, this is what I was the whole time. And you get back to that. So. Yeah, it's kind of like how in animes, usually the strongest characters are the youngest characters. Yeah. Think of, uh, what is his name? Zeno in Dragon Ball Super. I mean, back to Dragon Ball Z, you have Kid Buu, stronger than all the Boos. Yeah. So that's, that's, yeah, that definitely makes a lot of sense. And um, yeah, back on the ego thing before we shift, it's kind of like your ego is your own uh, self-confirmation bias. Mm-hmm. You know, it's telling you, this like you said this this is scary this is how i act this is how i usually act this is how i am in reality it's just a whole bunch of thoughts that have been ingrained about um yeah yeah, like jim carrey like when he quote unquote becomes egoless you're not attached to anything you're not you don't have to act a certain way because of your identity you don't have to be too cool or isn't there you're just like nah i just am i am that i am so and i think that 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 segues into this next question i have here what makes an individual corny like what makes someone corny like like what is like what is what is I, first we define corny like what is corny i think i think corny is very different depending on which <laughs> gender you ask i'm gonna just put that out there i think corny is completely different depending on which gender you ask uh, to me corny is corny is what corny should be defined as of like you stepping over some um perfect example Drewski has a skit on this where you start getting around, you know, usually in high school, because that's when your ego is like the uncontrolled. Yeah. You know, you start getting around some girls, then your man's put you in a headlock. 
it's like, come on, bro. Like you're doing a lot right now. You about to put me, throw me under the bus just to, you know, impress these women. So like that's corny. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, any anything that is not spiritually sound, you know, throwing somebody under the bus, not owning up to things, um, you know, doing something based out of fear, you know, yeah, I think I think that's corny. Um or or uh gatekeeping yeah you know, redlining you know what's redlining I, by the way redlining is um what they did in the u.s when um certain certain areas where mostly like black or um got you got other you. melanated groups inhabited were like uh i think it's like the housing was either dilapidated or um you know the houses weren't as valuable and stuff like that and it was you know purposeful just like most other things in the u.s just based off of segregation unfounded sense of superiority you know so yeah that's me personally that's what i see as as corny i think yeah i think corny for me a synonym for corny is probably like extra noob tube (laughs) um you know like exploiting exploitation yeah yeah just, just just people who who i think corny and all those things also people who are just extra but I think extra someone who's extra would also be someone who would just throw someone under the bus or, you know, put your mans in the headlock or try and like be loud and boisterous yeah. for for zero reason at all. Yeah. Okay, you mentioned redlining. Let's let's, let's go into some pro black stuff right now. So, what makes in that same redlining uh, uh, aspect? What makes a person, specifically a person of color, a black person? able to intermingle with multiple races creeds and colors so what 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 makes a daywalker like how do how do, what's a successful daywalker to you and what's the characteristics I, think, I mean i could say this for myself um because i have uh friends from all backgrounds likewise like that. um well one i think location helps because we grew up in new york which is quite literally the uh new york city is the most diverse city on the planet so um there's that so we're just accustomed to it but um, I think, I think being well-rounded and just having different pursuits, you're not a monolith, you're not confined to a certain box. You don't only participate in quote unquote black activities. Mm-hmm. Um, and you also don't only participate in other, I guess, what would not be considered black activities for the validation of, of said out group. That would be an example of being corny. So like, like. You know, a black dude in like button downs and sperries who only plays like who who sails or whatever. That, that may that may that may legitimately be his upbringing. Not not not, not shitting on that. That may legitimately be his upbringing. Sailing is crazy. But then, if you look down on like other black people on like some some weird Uncle Ruckus rhetoric or you know suburbia sort of rhetoric and oh you're all from the hood and things like that, yeah. That's corny. Because. I have a cousin who sails, by the way, but he's not corny. I yeah, was just, yeah. was That's just, what I'm saying. This, it's the, like you the, can just yeah. sail and you happen to be black. Not uh, I sail and then I'm trying to get Jerry and uh, Gregory's approval. Sort yeah. Of so um, That's funny. Yeah. So I think I think there's that. Um, just And if I'm keeping it a whole buck, different groups um, around the world subconsciously admit their infatuation or subconscious agreement that they think we are cool. Mm-hmm. The adopt the adoption of black sense, 
trying to dress like us, consume our music, you know, be, uh, you know, adopt our hairstyles. And then it's okay when you wear and we don't, we clearly are doing something right. If everyone subconsciously wants to be us, but just not deal with the social repercussions that we have to deal with as a people. Yeah. And that's, and I don't care what background you're from. That's anyone can agree with me on that. So not, not to, you know, not to, um, you know, hype ourselves up, but let's just call it what it is. You know what I yeah. mean? So. Yeah. Okay. Our last podcast was pro black. So we'll, we'll segue from that right now. Um, what has been the worst thing you spent your money on? Worst thing I spent my money on. Mm. If I had to be honest, uh, probably drugs. Um, just for the fear fact that one, this this kind of opened my eyes. Um, and any any older family members of mine listening to this, please give me a break. I I wasn't around in the '60s or whatever, but I know you was on some some booger sugar or some, some, <laughs> some crazy. So let's not, let's not, you know, wag your finger at me. But I would say one, this neuroscientist was saying the reason you don't do them is because it damages your brain, which now I get, um, you know, after the fact. So there's that. And then two, it's, yeah, I think like, I don't want to say it's corny cause I've had great experiences with it, but I would say you're, you're heightening an experience synthetically that you could just do yourself the right. more present you are. Mm-hmm. So I would say, um, I would say, yeah, that's the worst thing I spent my money on. Like I don't regret, um, except for one, um, I don't, I wouldn't say I regret it, but I think it's a, it's a, a lack of productivity. It's not like I, you know, built a rocket ship or something. Yeah. I just had like a fun time, which I could have just had. Right anyway without it i think i think when i tried to live on my own it's probably the worst worst thing i spent my money on yeah no nah, communal living um for the win i mean we talk about that all the time but yeah living on your own is trash it was tough especially since i was between jobs so mm-hmm. i was just funneling money into rent and i was like yeah when what goes up must come down yeah what's the best thing you spent your money on best thing i spent my money on probably um drugs <laughs> <laughs> no um this is gonna come off as corny but investing um i had three bitcoin in uh 2015 before bitcoin took off there was like 300 a coin at that point shout out to um alex west shout out zach gorman shout out anton christensen um recently married i believe um who else was it? Oh, and shout out josh posner we had a bitcoin mining rig in our college dorm Damn. Um, and this is my first time like really, really investing. So, you know, I'm a college kid. I don't really have much money. And I see Bitcoin goes down like, I don't know, a couple bucks. And I'm like, oh, it's tanking. You know, I need this money to go out to the bars or something, whatever, whatever. Um, and then, as we know, Bitcoin all time high, $69,000. So I would have been up a quarter of a mil if I just held that. But it did still teach me a valuable lesson of it's speculative assets. The worst you can lose is the money you put in. So just sit on your hands for five years and see where it goes. Right, right. I like that one. I think the best thing I spent my money on, probably um, aside from all the music equipment I have, I think maybe books. I think not one book in particular, but just 
the acquisition of all the books I have and had, mm-hmm. I think that's probably the best thing I spent my money on. Cause that knowledge is just with me forever. Yeah. You know, you spent $20, $10, $30 on a book and you have that information forever as long as you read the book and retain it. Question actually for you that I just thought of. So for me, I've found, cause I'm a YouTube fiend. I'd right. say, I'd say YouTube premium is the second best thing I spent my money on. <laughs> no ads is like, it's life changing. Um, but in terms of your consumption of knowledge, are you more of a book guy or are you more of a video guy? Because I've seen in my experience, if it's easy to consume videos, but then you don't really have the context or whatever else that this other person has. So then you may misinterpret things a lot more, or just have a bunch of junk info kind of floating around that doesn't like tie into anything. Whereas with a book, you're like, oh, you're, you're kind of making it make sense to you. Yeah. So I think I'm, I'm all for YouTube. I learned a lot of what I know from mixing, mastering life in general from YouTube. Uh, I just think that the way books are written and how the human mind works, um, I think books are probably better, better for me. I think the topic also matters too. I think for spiritual things, a book, because it has like allegories and like other examples. Yeah. Because, uh, when you learn like anything else, since we live in a duality, you need something to feed your left brain, your logical egoic mind. So if you just have like all imaginative things, it, you're you're kind of losing out, and then your your logical mind goes crazy because it's trying to logically do all of these things that are metaphorical. Yeah, and and you know, shout out to my sight. Seeing is a very very under uh, appreciated luxury God has given us. So thankful for that but just reading a book yeah the way the brain works when you read a book it's not someone else's voice telling you the information it's you sitting there you're digesting the words you're creating scenarios and 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 referencing things in your life that are helping you digest the information i mean audiobooks are cool too but i don't know it's just something about having the artifact of a book shout out my auntie for telling me that 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 little uh phrase the artifact of a book is is just priceless man yeah i think for myself i'm gonna wean off of youtube youtube is just gonna be it'll still be learning stuff but youtube is like a like like a last ditch effort kind of thing like if i want to know something right now i'm going to act on it in the next five minutes i'm going to go on youtube no i think youtube i'm going to yeah i think i'm going to switch back to like what i usually use it for like entertainment so you know basketball videos history Mm -hmm. um you know funny podcasts or stuff like that but like um, or, you know, kind of like an infotainment thing, like, oh, some oil reserve just popped up in the Cayman Islands. You know, what does that mean for the, you know, Saudi royal family? Something like that. Yeah. But in terms of like development, uh, I guess more spiritual development, yeah, stick to books for that. But if it's like quantum physics, yeah, I'll watch a video on that because at least there'll be like graphics that I can follow along with versus I'm not going to rent out a quantum physics book. It's right. Just not gonna- and I find that when my, um, well, my, my YouTube recommended looks like some like Sigma male grind set, spiritually devoid. Shout out GG <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Like when, when, when I'm, when my recommended looks like I'm really trying to learn something and it's just straight information, I know there's a problem because there've been times in my life where I'm just trying to pound myself with like, I got to be the best version of myself. And all my recommended is just like mm. that kind of nonsense. I'm just, I look back at myself. I'm just like, wait a second. 
I just watched four four hour videos on how to be a better human being. Why not just go out and be a better human being? Yeah, I find, you get analysis paralysis and just yeah, too much. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, as opposed information to, overload. As opposed to just like my my recommended now is a mixture of that. There's still some things like that, but mm-hmm. a lot of anime stuff now. A lot of just like you said, like oil rig pops up in Saudi, or just yeah, this random like stuff about life that just takes away from the stresses and turmoil of just being yeah. a cognizant conscious human being yeah i think um funny enough uh that's that's a recipe for being corny it's just just consuming too much and like uh andrew tate talks about this a lot like the but like the every people the people who just read a lot you're just like you're just doing a script in your head now instead of just being like that well that, let's- that isness of just being in the moment and just living your life yeah. It's like the same thing. But we got to shout out the billionaires of the world. Like the rest in peace, uh, Charlie Munger passed away recently. Yeah. And uh, Warren Buffett, these guys just read. Like they they attribute their success to the fact they read so much. So this is a double-edged sword definitely because- I you, think it depends yeah. on the domain though. Like in terms of like charisma and like social stuff, reading you know, a book is not, not going to help, help you. Except for The Art of Seduction is a great book. I recommend that book to anybody. Art of seduction that that'll definitely uh, step your game up in life. But yeah, but otherwise, yeah, that's yeah. like that's a just you got to be in the field sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Get your reps in. Um, but anything else, yeah, like finance or something, yeah, that's more analytical of like buy and sell or do this algorithm. Yeah, reading yeah. a book will probably help you out. I think you mentioned this before about the Bitcoin stuff, but where have you seen your your money work the best for you, tangibly or otherwise? Um, probably stocks. Funny enough, um even when I was in college, because um, I'd put money into it. Um, well, I learned this for one is stocks aren't going to make you rich. You already need a big bankroll and then eventually stocks will make you rich. But you yeah. investing $30 a month into stocks is not going to make you rich. Not at all. I tried that's a, that that's shit. That's a misnomer. However, the money I did put in, um, it actually ended up saving me. I ended up having to liquidate some stocks and I and I paid my bills off. I paid my rent, stuff like that. So it did end up saving me down the road. Um, so I'd say, yeah, that's probably the best thing I put money into. Um, everything else, I can't say I put money into it because I used free resources, right. principally probably YouTube University um, and whatever else I could find via Twitter. Um, yeah, so actually speaking of, have you seen, uh, do you have Netflix? I do not. My uncle has it and my girl has it. Uh, I was going to say, so there's a new movie, Leave the World Behind, that everyone keeps talking about. Um, I watch but, it tonight. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we'll save this question for, well, this specific, specific question that ties into the movie, because we have more people time, so we don't spoil it. But um, in your in your opinion, with the internet being what it is now and we're more connected than ever, do you think it's been a, a net positive, a net negative, zero sum? Uh, good question. Because I think- I think it's zero sum. Yeah, cause because I, cause I, yeah, go ahead. Cause I'll give more context for the listeners. So we're more connected than ever. Positive is like, that's good for people who know how to use it correctly. Negative is people have this false sense of, oh, I have all these friends. Um, information that you never would have come across in previous lifetimes or in your remote village in, in uh, Timbuktu. Tanzania or something. Yeah, or whatever. You would have never come across. 
negative aspect of that is you come across too much information that you're not ready for. And it's also like, you know, I saw this meme where it's like, um, I'm butchering it. I always, I always butcher the memes I see, but um, yeah, I mean, back in the day, it was just people living off the misinformation given to them by other people. Mm-hmm. Now it's the misinformation of the internet giving people information. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, I say it's a zero sum because the information we get is priceless. Information is the greatest weapon. Um, I just think that with that and also the connectivity, whatever, whatever. But I think cyberbullying is probably a real thing that affected the generation. Mm-hmm. And um, even Michael Jordan said he probably would have played differently if he grew up in the, if he played in the social media era. Like mentally, players are have to be a lot tougher now because there's just so many more eyes and people giving opinions on you. Yeah, the information is good and the uh, ease of life it provides people is good. I just think the inf- information overload and yeah, the, you're not the wicked, supposed, I don't the wickedness think of man on the internet we're is supposed to be connected crazy. to this many people's thoughts at once. Yeah, because nah. it's not like it'd be different if only like the brightest or the the funniest people, whatever we're talking, but you have a lot of like a lot of nut jobs and stuff talking too. And the issue with logic is with logic, you can pretty much prove anything. Yeah. Or like, you know, <laughs> any line of logic is technically correct. Like two plus two could equal five with enough yeah, with mathematics. Enough, yeah, exactly. So that's the issue is like some things need to be kind of quelled for the fact of it's dangerous if you get enough people behind it. I mean, we've seen that play out in history enough times. We don't need right. to get into details, but um yeah, so I think, especially now as AI gets better and deep fakes and not knowing oh, deep fact, fake from is fi- crazy. fact from fiction, I, personally, you will only catch me online um, on our uh, Culture Connectors page because I think probably social media will be, I've, I'm going to get accustomed. And you heard this here first. I think for the next, like, in the next two to three years, I'm going to learn to be bored again. <laughs> like I was when I was a kid and just really focus on creativity and keeping myself occupied because a lot of people use social media as entertainment or interaction and blah, blah, blah. Nah. And just, it's, it's just not going to get any better. Um, so I think, you know, it's time to bow out. I already take breaks as it is. You know, I, I very heavily curate who I follow, what I see, all that other stuff. I think that's why X is tanking is because that for you page is, usually BS and like stuff that nobody wants to see um, or like hear from. Like I, I mute all those gender war topics and that's all I see on the For You page. Um, whereas on Instagram, it's just friends that I follow um, or, you know, TikTok, you know, that's that's a culture connectors page. So it's all, you know, productive stuff, business, right. life, this, that, and the third. And as we uh, just approach the 35 minute mark, we can wrap up with this last talking point. Um, what are your biggest strengths and weaknesses and how have you or how are you leveraging those in your everyday life? Mm. Uh, I'm going I'm to switch it up. So I'm going to say one of my big, biggest weaknesses is um, maybe vocality. Um, I don't. So personally, um, when it comes to, I guess, exp- uh, communicating how I feel about something, to loved ones in between blah, blah blah i feel corny kind of being vulnerable <laughs> and doing that sort of thing so 
that's why I like to write because yeah, yeah. I I can put it all on the paper. I can succinctly say what I need to say and it just doesn't feel as corny, but I'm also not lying either. Um, Cause you know, I hate it when it's like, Oh, how do you feel about me? And I'm just like, oh, why'd you ask? <laughs> like you asked me and now I like out of spite as a reaction, I don't want to say anything. So um, that's probably one of my biggest weaknesses. Um, and maybe letting go is another one um i'm i i'd say i'm pretty egotistical i think i'm better than a lot of people and i do things very well i'm very talented in many things very self-confident um but not in a like putting other people down way it's just i hold myself to a much higher standard um so i'd say those are the weaknesses strengths how do you um, leverage those knowing them so well self-awareness um just i think the knowledge of having them even if you say you're working on them and you're not you still kind of are like even though it's like point zero 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 one um because at least you're aware of it if you're not aware of it at all then it's like you can't even you know begin to kind of ameliorate it gotcha um and then in terms of strengths i'd say uh definitely i have my way with words you know multilingual good with um you know wordplay puns you know i could ghost write screenplays what have books i have half a novel written um i'd say that for sure um very worldly, I'd say. I can get along with anyone. I know a lot about like different backgrounds and cultures and things like that. Um, I would say I'm a, I'm a Gen Z James Bond. Gen Z James Bond. You heard it here first. Um, minus minus the um, the use of the slang. I'm not rizzing anyone up or whatever nah. they say. But um, yeah, I would say those are probably the biggest ones. Oh, and my my um. I don't think anyone has like a deep, uh, a bigger heart or passion than me when it comes to like, when I, when I give my, uh, attention to something, I do it a hundred in like a, a million percent. I'm not going to like half-ass anything. So like, oh, I want to learn how to trade. I like, I baptize myself in information and practice and things like that. You know, oh, I want to give somebody a good gift. I will sit down and like brainstorm anything that they've ever mentioned, likes, interests, blah, 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 and like give them something phenomenal, for example. So that's tough um, in that regard. I think my biggest weakness is probably my obsession. Like I get obsessed with things. Kind of in that same breath where you give your 110% to everything. If I like something or I'm interested in something, I become obsessed. Like when it came, when it came to music, you know, I would stay up all night learning how to do it like I was playing a video game or something. Mm. And I still do it to this day. So it's probably my biggest weakness. But do you have like shiny object syndrome where you like you get obsessed with something for five minutes and then switch to something else? Um, In some regard, not with music. It's more like. How do I put it? Like my shiny object syndrome would probably more equate to things that are under the same umbrella of things I'm interested in. Mm -hmm. So I'll, I, for example, like making YouTube videos, like I knew I had to make YouTube videos and content for music. So I went out and bought it. My mom had this DSLR camera. She still has it. Went out and bought a tripod, my own memory card, battery for it, battery charger. I sit there, I make one YouTube video. I'm like, yo, this shit is mad hard. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just stepped away from it for a little bit. Um but I it's it's not like I forget about it entirely because I go back I know I have to go back to it later. But it's a weakness because 
that break in between those periods of doing things that are under, you know, the things I should be doing, it, it, it creates rust. And for me, rust is bad because if you become rusty in something, you have to start the learning curve basically from like level two, not level yeah. one, but level two. And learning curves suck. I dislike learning curves Train a lot. everything. I, re- I dislike learning curves a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, r- I'd rather start fresh than like, like right now with Arabic, it's like, it's hard to learn because it's like, well, I know what you said here, but I don't know what you said there. And it's like, how am I, how's anyone supposed to teach that? Like, I need like a professional yeah, um, or something like that because they can just, I can just intensively learn with them and right. be back to where I need. And I yeah. think my biggest strength, um, I think I'm pretty charismatic in ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm not multilingual like you are, but I think just understanding myself because I write a lot too. Mm-hmm. So I think, and I write like really like I, I go in, like yeah. I, I like, I, I like, highly recommend everyone like get a, a notebook of some sort. It doesn't have to be like a journal, but just something to, uh, you know, write down thoughts. Yeah. And then you realize how much it clears your head. Yeah, bro. I, I've, I've actually like, you know, I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not, a, I'm not, soft but like there's times i've i cried writing some shit like yeah. i just sit there like i'll write and it's 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 essentially the best kind of shadow work because you sit there and when you really write what's on your mind and you go deep 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 down into your psyche you can like hit a nerve it's like mm-hmm. touching like raw flesh under your skin or something mm-hmm. so um but i think me understanding and I've, I've been pretty self-aware since young i've probably been self-aware since i was 16 yeah i just didn't have a sh- my, my my internal dialogue is stronger as I age. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't as strong when I was 16, but I've always known like, you know, I wasn't like other people or, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've been, you know, just, just, yeah, I'm not getting too deep into that, but yeah, that self-awareness and, and understanding that I'm not like people, but I'm not different either. Yeah. That kind of gives me that, that, um, that a that ability to intermingle with different cultures and people and code switch when necessary, you know. Did it ever make you feel lonely? Uh I don't think I've ever been lonely. I'm an only child, but I've never been like, I want more friends. <laughs> 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 that's never been my life, bro. But um, I've been idle. That's probably the best word for it. Like mm-hmm. being idle sucks. Like yeah. when I'm not doing anything. I can always find something to do, but when there's nothing to do in life, it just it's just that's a that's a, I'm sure one of the the Tibetan book of the dead. I think that's one of the hells is like just nothing, like just boredom. <laughs> like I don't like to say that word bored. This is but like yeah, yeah. idleness. It's just I gotta be mixing, I gotta be brainstorming. But yeah. The only time I'm really idle is when I'm sleeping or hanging out with my girl. And, and even when I'm sleeping, I'll jostle awake in <laughs> cold sweat. I'll dream, I'll dream, I'll wake up like, yes, inspiration for yeah, something, you know? Finally. Finally. But um, yeah, anything else you want to mention? I'm, that's pretty much it for me. Nah, uh, I think I'm, uh, I think I'm good too. Um, shout outs? Shout out. I was going to say this, I randomly thought this when I was eating a sandwich before the show. Um, shout out MF Doom. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Um, nah. Actually, yeah, rest in peace, but yo, send us send us something from the other side, man. Like it's so crazy. He was he wasn't signed, so we're not gonna get a posthumous. Yeah. That's wicked, bro. They're Um, they're milking juice world, rest in peace juice, but we can't get a posthumous from Doom. Yeah. But um shout out Doom. Shout out um, you know, 
another gratitude journal, thankful for my, you know, still physically alive uh, family members, um, you know, grateful for that, thankful for my friends, thankful for past experiences uh, that were bad, that taught me, thankful for past experiences that were good, that taught me. Um, appreciate YouTube, appreciate, you know, spiritual teachers, um, books, people that I've talked to, my co-host. Um, yeah, just thankful for everything. Shout out for, shout out, shout outs first before gratitude. Shout out to co-host, obviously. Shout out to my high school collective, Mecca, MKC. Shout out Stainless Global. Uh, shout out all the mentors I've had in life. Shout out my parents, family members, relatives, uh, elders. Grateful for being an able-bodied individual. Cause that's, that's a big one. That's yeah. a big one. Yeah. Cause not everyone is able-bodied and there are people out there, you know, with no legs and arms skateboarding and shit. So, um, grateful for an eloquent tongue, uh, grateful for knowledge, information, grateful for the ability to learn. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's it for now until next time. Uh, yeah. Until next time. Um, just letting you all know, we will be taking a break from now until the second week of January. Um, so uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year's, um, whatever other holidays you celebrate in the meantime. Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa Hanukkah. Hanukkah. I don't know what the, what the Scientologists celebrate. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're going to take a break, recoup. Um, we're going to have guests trickling in. Probably do a guest once a month. Um, I think it's just... I think it's just easier when it's just us, to be honest. Um, as we said before, with the scheduling, things like that, and it's about to. Well, we'll see how the winter plays out. Um, but you know, for now, we'll probably stick to guests once a month. Um, and you know, really brainstorm, bring us some topics. Please, um, email, comment, message, spread the word of what do you want us to talk about, if anything, who you'd like for us to have on. Um, and yeah, so uh, until. January what eighth or something? Something like that. Um, you know, stay safe, uh, get your money up and your funny up. <laughs> and uh we'll talk to you soon. All right, peace. Peace. Uh, uh.